0: You're
1: on with Barbara.
0: Hey, 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 it's me, Barbara Corcoran. It's 888-BARBARA, and I'm going to give you all the advice you need to live a better life. Bad relationships. Who hasn't had at least one? I'm talking to someone today who's been stuck in a dead end for 10 years. How does she get out? I know the answer. I'm going to tell her. And what about if you're not stuck in a 10-year relationship, but... Every relationship is like coming through a swinging door. Next, next, next. Love and leave them. Love and leave them. Love and leave them. How do you stop that vicious cycle?
2: Hi, Barbara. My name is Grace. I'm from Washington, D.C. You're one of my most favorite role models. The question I actually have for you today is related to relationships because I literally just logged on to Instagram and saw your little wedding to Mr. Wonderful. And as fate has it, I just broke up with a boyfriend. And my question to you is, how do you know when someone's pretty much real and, and when they're fake? And I know that maybe as time goes on and that's how you tell, but like, how do you know when they're fake so you don't invest all this time into them where they're picking up on everything and they're being able to read you and your words and you know love bomb you basically and get you thinking that oh they're just like this but then down the road they turn out not to be and then they just kind of like leave you high and dry and then your head is spinning so I would love to learn more about that because it's pretty cool how love and business are very closely intertwined so this wisdom that you give to me will be very helpful in business
0: as well thanks barbara hi grace it's barb i'm so happy you called in that question
2: thank
3: you very much how dare (laughs) any
0: guy break your heart i'm gonna get a big stick and come out and beat the crap out of that guy
3: Thank you. He has an army coming for
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> so you're one of many broken hearts that he's broken to shreds, right? Or ripped to shreds, I should say.
3: Exactly. Uh, yes, I know I'm know i not the only one going through this. <laughs> uh, it still
0: doesn't help. You don't want to be number 18 or number one in your own club. It's a bad thing either way. Right. And I, I'm getting the impression from your question, Grace, that this is a pattern you've had it happen again and again and again. Yes. Yeah. And how long do the relationships usually last?
3: Usually they will be short-lived.
0: Like a week, a day, a one-night stand or what? what? Oh,
3: no, no. Like a few months.
0: Okay. Well, I guess (laughs) that's...
3: Somewhere between like on average, maybe five months. So two to seven months. Okay. (laughs)
0: And they always end it. The guys always end it or you end it because you don't like the way they're acting.
3: Yes. It's usually the guys that end it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So they're telling you, hey, Grace, I'm sorry, I'm tired of the whole thing. See you later, alligator. That's kind of what happens.
3: Yes, that is what happens. Yeah.
0: And how does that make you feel?
3: Well, it makes me feel horrible. You know, I feel like I've invested this time and I've been open and transparent, but then over time I see that they start to change. Mm. And, you know, at first they were in the beginning were you know, all open and all all for it but then over time it's as if they start to change and you know it's kind of like their true colors Mm. come out and then they will end it it could be just like for a number of reasons but afterwards when I start to reflect it's like wait that's really not who they were in the beginning they were just kind of wearing a mask throughout then I started to see more of their true colors so how do you not get fooled in the beginning
0: Mm. Okay. Can I ask you, are you surprised when they say to you, sorry, see you later, alligator? Are you surprised by that? Or is it a confirmation of like, of course, I saw that one coming. Were you surprised when you're run over by the train?
3: It's more of confirmation. I mean, when this first started happening, you know, when I started dating, like maybe... Two years ago was like the first time that this happened with a guy like that's when I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow, I'm I'm very, very shocked, very surprised. But now I do see it coming on a lot sooner. So, you know, these patterns, I feel like they're no longer going to happen in my life because I'm taking the time to really sit down, reflect and learn. So now it is more of a confirmation. But I want to be better at catching it in the beginning. So it doesn't even result in any kind of wasted time.
0: Okay, cool. Let me ask you, what have you learned so far? What are the telltale signs? There's got to be repeats there. Ah, he didn't call back when he said, "Mm," he said he had to spend this weekend with his mother. What are the telltale signs? There are patterns in the long goodbyes that guys use. What are the first bad signs that you, Hmm, it pricks a little thing in your head and you go, Hmm don't know how that feels. What are they?
3: So the biggest thing is their actions do not line up with their words.
0: Oh boy. hmm. I'd agree. <laughs> like give me an example yeah. of an action that doesn't line up with a word.
3: Okay. So someone <laughs> who says, okay, I'm 30 years old. I'm ready to settle down. But then is always like, Hey, let's go to the club. Let's go to the club. And I'm like, wait, it's Sunday. Let's, let's stay in.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That's one. Give me another.
3: Okay, so then another one for an action not lining up with words is someone who says that they love you and, you know, they're saying like, oh, you're my person, you're my person. I mean, the the actions speak louder than words. So if someone's respecting you and honoring you, you know, keeping lines of communication open and who will not visibly go and hit on girls in front of you. I feel like that's a huge red flag.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. That's not a red flag. That's a tractor coming over. That's going to munch you up. And you're a fool to even be around for it. Right. My God. I love you. I love you. But let me hit on this one girl, just this one girl. She's cute. You don't mind. Do you, dear? You do mind very much. And They
3: get mad at you when you bring it up and they say, you know, there needs to be some element of trust here.
0: Mm. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you some, I hope you don't mind, some direct advice, right?
3: Okay. Sure, that's what I'm here for, so thank you. Okay, all
0: right. The best part about you, Grace, as an individual, I could hear it from the minute you said hello, or you got me on your hello, as they say, is that you're like an open book. You're happy, You're gleeful. I could almost see you talking to me with big, wide open arms. There's joy in your voice. You sound to me like someone, if I hung out with you, I wasn't going to get depressed. You're very attractive. Are you good looking? Yes, yeah. I bet you are. So you got the good looks. <laughs> plus, you got the wonderful personality that's going to draw every guy in. I don't think you'll ever have a problem getting a date. That's not your problem. That's not why you're calling me. You want to know how to get rid of the clunkers fast, how to spot them, how to churn them out. And you have already hit on the golden rule of separating the men from the boys. Look at the actions, not the words. The words are meaningless. The words will always tell you what you want to hear, especially when you have the hearts and birds in your eyes and go, oh, he's so cool. You're going to listen to what you ever want to hear. But is there a possibility that you could separate your mind into two people? Grace, who wants to, oh, my heart is singing here, and the Grace who's thinking, let me make a careful note of his actions from day one. What doesn't gel in my mind? Could you become... A observer, and an editor of that, do you think, if you put your mind to it?
3: I think I could because I'm now at the point where I want to be a lot more protective of my heart and myself. So yeah, coming up with those two different people in my head will, will definitely be helpful.
0: Because you're not going to give up the happy-go-lucky loving grace that you are, and that would be a shame. It is such a beautiful grace. You don't want to tamper with that at all. But what you do want to do is protect that grace. So you need a mother as part of your personality as well. Someone who's critical and is going, "Mm -hmm, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like what he just did. And so that you keep a careful record of that. I'm going to give you one other step that I think is essential. You've got to hold back on sex, period. Pull back on sex. And I mean it because you cannot judge as you're tossing and turning with a hunk in bed. You just can't do it. It's going to soften your edges that you're not going to have the critical thinking you're going to need to see the signs as they're happening. So let's say a typical guy that you're hot to trot with, maybe you jump into bed on the third date. No, 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 no. You've got to see how long he'll run how much he values you without getting sex. That's what I say. Okay. Sounds like, Oh, "Oh."
3: okay. yeah,
0: really, you know what? You're going to bring that guy out for better or for worse. He's either going to disappear really fast or he's going to show his colors. Okay. And that's what you want to have the good sense to really listen to. Well, you want to be able to listen to your own cold analysis of the guy. And you can't do that while you're sleeping with him in my book. Okay.
3: Okay. Thank you. So how long would you say?
0: Well, I would say you want to wait on the sex until you know for sure you got a good guy there. Only a good guy deserves a toss in the hay. It's not (laughs) like you are dying to give up your virginity and you got to grab the next guy that you see. No, no, no. You've been there. You've done that. No. You want to hold back on the goods until you find the customers worthy. And what makes him worthy? Not looking good or sounding good or being cool on the front side. What makes him worthy is he values you. And he's aiming for the same stuff that you want for yourself in life when it comes to love. That's what you need. You need a partner that has the same values as you or it will never work out. And you'll keep going through the same thing again and again. And here's the danger of going through it. You're young enough, beautiful enough, and happy enough to handle it right now. But do it another 50 times over the next 10 years, you'll be bitter. And I would hate to see one speck of bitterness affect that beautiful grace that I'm talking to right now. It's not fair. So you've got to make it fair for you. And start being critical. You know the signs. And what I was so, so relieved to hear, the one line you said that I said, oh, thank God. I actually hit my knees here in the studio and started (laughs) thanking the Lord above when you said judging by actions versus words. That's the Holy Grail. You got it. You know it. So just make sure you separate enough to make those judgments on actions pure until you think the guy is worthy.
3: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, and also building up my mom's side.
0: Oh, okay. You mean your mom agrees with me? Imagine that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Don't give her an early grandchild before she's ready with the wrong guy. God forbid. Come on. Come on. Come on.
3: Oh, definitely not. I should build my empire first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good. Grace, I really enjoyed speaking with you. your amazing gift for the guy who's lucky enough to claim you as his wife when that happens. Don't be in a rush.
3: Thank you, Barbara. I appreciate it.
0: I appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks again.
3: You're welcome. Bye.
0: Bye. Hi,
1: Barbara. This is Carla and I'm calling from Yuma, Arizona. And my question is, how do you leave a mistake that you've been making for eight years, and everybody adores him, and nobody wants to see you leave him, but you're not being true to yourself in staying with him. I would really like to separate myself from this relationship, but it's just extremely difficult when everybody's rooting for him and everybody thinking that I'm not married to him because I don't want to when in reality. He's never wanted to marry me, and I just stuck around and stuck around, and I'm ready to move on, but I'm just so scared because financially I depend on him. I don't make enough for myself. It's just really hard. So if you could answer my question, I would greatly appreciate it. Have a good night. Thank you.
0: Hey, Carla. Hi, I'm so happy you called in this question. You're not the only one. Uh, I heard each of your words and I thought to myself, boy, a lot of gals have this problem. I used to have it myself years ago. So uh, I'm so happy to get your question. Really. Let me ask you a theoretical question. First off, Carla, if he proposed, would you marry him?
4: Well, I feel like I've invested so much in this mistake that part of me would want to say yes, but another part of me would want to say no, because it's not a good fit for me, and I think I'm scared of being independently financially that my fear of not making it in life would gear me towards saying yes.
0: I see. So if he just popped the question tonight right as you're scrubbing the dishes, hey, Carla, what do you say we tie the knot? How clear would you be on that decision?
4: I would probably say yes.
0: Mm. It wouldn't be the Carla you would like. You'd feel like that was a yes of weakness. Yes. Mm. Okay. Well, then let's hope you don't do the dishes tonight. Let's hope that the guy <laughs> doesn't pop that question, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, one other question. Do you have a job now?
4: I currently, yes. I just started five weeks ago. I was trying to do my own business and I just couldn't get it to fly high enough. Mm-hmm. So I was forced to go back to a nine to five job. That's not who I am, but temporary, it's helping me get out of the house and connect and meet more people and slowly getting back into who I am.
0: No, good for you. Cause you know what? I'm so like relieved to hear you took that step that you actually are holding a job and you're having income coming in. Might I ask if the income is enough to rent a studio apartment in the area that you live in? No, not currently
4: because I did what my mom told me. I went to college, I graduated, I got a degree. And now I'm stuck with a huge student loan debt that Mm -hmm. won't let me move forward due to my credit being continuously harmed for my student loan.
0: I see. Because you've fallen behind on those student loan payments. It's such a cross to bear, are they not? Yes. Mm -hmm. Have you looked into refinancing that loan? Is that a possibility?
4: Not currently, because I went on to deferment a few times, and due to not having a stable income, I wasn't making a payment all the time, and I didn't know that you had a call every six months to put it back on deferment, and so mm. now that I have a job, I called them and I settled an agreement, and it's going to be until January where they're going to clear it off my credit, and then my credit will increase then I'd be able to be in control of my finances more.
0: I'm listening really hard on what you're telling me because I'm very interested. And you have three problems in this order, I believe, okay? One, you got to get rid of the boyfriend. Hopefully he doesn't ask you to marry him (laughs) because you're not sure you have the willpower (laughs) to say no, which in your heart is what you know you should be saying. So you got to get rid of the boyfriend, number one. Despite the fact that everybody thinks he's the end all, you got to dump him. Number two, you have to find a job that you could keep that's good enough and long enough for you to trust the income coming in so that you know what exactly you have to live on. And Even though you said to me it's probably not enough money, it is steady so far, and that's very good news to my ears, okay? And third, you have to clean up your student debt, which is the cross you've been bearing on your back. And you needed to do it in that order or you can't even get to your third priority, okay? Would I be right in saying those are your top three priorities in that order? Yes. Okay, all right. So now I'm going to give you some tough love. The only reason you're not accomplishing those priorities is because you lack courage. And the second thing I want to say is you deserve happiness. You deserve to have your life exactly as you want it to be and to be as happy as you want to be. But what happens with ruts, and believe me, I speak from experience, is you get caught up in them and you can't see past the ridge of how the heck am I going to get out of this, you know? And that can be your worst enemy of all. The only cure for that is a leap of faith or finding enough courage to get to the first step, that's all. Just grabbing the ridge and just uh, pushing yourself up and like (laughs) seeing what's on the other side of that ridge. And that takes courage because it's an unknown. So again, I say you lack courage, you're going to have to find it, okay? Okay. And you're going to find it because you know you deserve happiness. And if you don't believe me that you deserve happiness, you got to start believing you really do because everybody does. In my book, everybody deserves to be happy, but you have to make your own happiness, okay? So how do you find the courage? I'm going to tell you how. You got to give this guy a deadline, okay? You got to say, listen, by the end of this month or by the end of next month, you've been a wonderful partner to me. I like this about you. I like that. Schmooze the guy up, but I'm moving out. You can't do that until you find a place that you could share with a roommate. You don't have the income to find your own studio apartment in the area that's too expensive based on your income, but find another roommate someone you don't have to live with, someone you don't have to sleep with, someone you don't have to explain away to your friends. Just go get a roommate. There's roommates all looking for somebody like you. You need to find somebody who's looking so that you can grab them and share a home with. Maybe get a small bedroom in someone's home. There's plenty of ads out there. Start looking. What happens with action, I find, for me and for everyone else, is that's where you find courage. You can't think about stuff and find courage. you got to move your legs and go out walking toward it. And so if you go out this weekend and make your priority, let's see what's out there. You might be so frustrated at how little is out there, how ugly the places are. Are there rat holes or mole holes? What do you have in Arizona? You have rat holes or mole holes? What goes on out there? Rat holes. Rat holes. Okay. So picture yourself in this ugly rat hole, really feeling depressed. Let me tell you something. If you could afford the rent and you're living with the rat and you know it's temporary and you got rid of the (laughs) boyfriend, you already got rid of him. So you've accomplished your first goal. You're out. That's what you should focus on, getting out, getting out from under him. Okay. Now, where do you get your happiness from? It's going to come from inside. Because you're going to find pride that you took action. Okay? Even if you make the mistake of the wrong action, you're going to find your pride anyway. And that's going to be the elimination of shame. And I'm going to tell you, Carla, shame, quietly, that you know is about yourself, that nobody else knows, your friends don't know, eats you alive. You can't afford to live with it. It's stuck in the worst rat hole in the world, shame. All right? So... How can you get out and find yourself another place to live before you break the news to this lovely man that everybody loves so much? Let them marry him. Let them move (laughs) in with the guy, right? It's not your problem anymore. How could you get out? You have an income, so you can pay a portion of a rent, even if you default on your loan. They're not going to put you in jail right now for that, okay? You could stop those payments. You're not going to jail on that. But you are in jail right now. You're Carla in the Arizona jail because you're living a life that you don't want to be part of and that you should have given up a long time ago. So can you find some other place to live within the next few weeks? Can you get out there, hit the pavement and take the action step to do that?
4: I can. I just have to save enough for a deposit because my credit isn't trustworthy. So they're going to ask me to give a double deposit or a higher one.
0: Who's are they, the landlord or the roommate you mean?
4: No, the landlord, like if I got one by myself, I haven't looked into a roommate one. I didn't even think of that option.
0: Yeah, but you know what? You can't afford one by yourself, I don't think. It delays the deadline of taking action. I think you need a roommate. That cuts it in half, and roommates very often don't ask for two months' to deposit. If you could get a roommate and cut the rent load in half, could you move out in a month? Yes. Okay, well, why don't you do that? It doesn't have to be the perfect move. It has to be a move. From that move, you go to the next move. You go to the next move. Even if it's a three-month rental, that's all. At half the rent in that little rat hole that you don't want to stay, that's a good momentum to keep going and moving forward, right? But you got to make the move. Nothing else is going to change in your life until you find the courage to take that first step. That's really all you have to worry about. It's just one step. Just one step. Can you do that?
4: I will try my hardest to do that.
0: Can I trust you, Carla? You can.
4: I will start looking. <laughs> I, I like the roommate idea because it's a possibility that I didn't even think of. I just wanted to be alone and I never thought about seeking just a roommate.
0: I'm going to tell you about the new Carla you're going to find when you start out looking for the roommate. This new Carla, you're not even going to recognize her. You're all of a sudden going to feel like, man, look at me. I'm hot shit. Look at what I just did. And you're going to look at that guy and smile and say, thanks for the time. I'm out of here. Uh, I want to take a plane trip and sit in your kitchen when you tell that guy, hey, I'm out of here. It's not his fault. He didn't do anything wrong. It takes two people to play. But I'm growing up. I'm going out. I'm going to be somebody. You know who I'm going to be? I'm going to be the new Carla that just took the first little step found myself a roommate for the next three months and we'll take it from there. You got to report back to me, Carla. Make you more accountable. I'm going to wait for that call. I'm with my new roommate. I hate her. I hate the apartment. I hate everything. But I'm happier. That's what I want to hear from. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Promise me you'll call me back at 888 Barbara. Am I right, Carla? You're going to call me back? I will. (laughs) Okay. I'm on your side. I have total confidence in you. Okay, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen so you don't miss all the fun. 888 Barber is produced by Sandy Smolens for Audiation, and Lila Mann is our executive producer.
3: Audiation.